Hey, it's Jillian Barbary with another episode of Ask Jillian. As always, with me, my friend Lizzie. Hi, everybody. And joining us today, I'm very excited to talk with Lisa Joyner. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Oh, it's so good to be here. It's great to have you. First of all, so many things, but you, a lot of listeners might know you from various shows. Uh, and you and I worked together for a period at Fox, but the big show you're known for is Long Lost Family. Now, this show is so important. If you don't know about it, who? it's crazy. I mean, I was on Twitter and I saw Kim Kardashian write, oh my God, this is my new favorite show. Kylie Jenner had written about it. And I messaged Lisa, I messaged you, I go, do you know that they're talking about it? You're like, oh, that's nice. And then- <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, but you're so, this show reunites families and- it's so important because you're adopted and I'm adopted and we kind of found our birth families around the same time. Yeah. You think you found yours first. Uh-huh. And I remember sitting on the second floor at Fox and making the phone call. Oh my God. Yeah. When we were working together. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I met your family and to know Lisa, like when this show came out, I remember thinking, this is such a great show because, oh my God, every story is super compelling. And you have been through it as well as Chris, your co-host. Yes. He was adopted too. And it gives you a certain amount of empathy. Although some of them, I'm bawling so much. I'm like Kim Kardashian. I can't even, my face is swollen. And you are so calm. How do you do it? Every, you know what? That's the number one question I get. Like, how do you not cry? And it's like, I do. We edit. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I mean, you have to be an android to not yeah. be affected by that show. I tell people, if I haven't gotten you in the like first four and a half minutes, then I'm not doing my job. Yeah. I mean, because these stories are so compelling and you know what it's like to wonder for your entire life and to have a piece of you missing for that amount yes. of time and to finally realize that it comes to fruition and you yes. have the ability to meet them. I am just dying inside for the five days that we shoot. We, we shoot five days. It takes a lot longer to do the show, but for those five days, I can't barely eat. Yeah. I mean, I am so emotionally invested in these yes. people and their story. You can tell. And sometimes, you know, I don't, get to relay the best messages. I was going to say, it's got to be unpredictable how it's going to yeah. turn out every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. What people don't see is that, for example, there was this one story that was so emotional for me because I had to tell her that her biological mother did Didn't not want, want to, to, meet, to meet. Oh, God. And the father she grew up with was not her biological father. Oh, oh boy. And my stomach was in knots for the entirety of that shoot. And when we got done oh and God. I talked to her and I held her hand and we oh. embraced and, and tried to get her through it, I just went in the other room and just started bawling. Balling, yeah. And I was followed by the director of photography, the mm. sound guy, and the executive producer. Oh boy. So it's it's rough. That is one, I remember when someone said to me, what if you find your birth mother, the worst thing, is, what if she's dead? That'd be the worst thing. And I said, no, the worst thing is if she doesn't want to meet me. Did, did you feel the same way with your, and how was Absolutely. your story? Because everyone knows this show. It's such, we were out at, we went to see Chelsea Handler, Lisa and I uh, do stand up. Mm -hmm. And women come up to Lisa, they're like, oh my God, you're, you're Lisa Joyner. You're, you're, we love your show. And you don't have to be adopted to love this show, which is something that I found out, like I'm invested because I love your story, my story and their stories because it, it affects me. But Liz, you're not adopted and you love the show. People love, well, the Kardashians aren't adopted. They, they love the show. <laughs> that so, we know of. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really a, a powerful way to connect people and it's important. Tell me a little bit about your personal story because you have an exotic look. Did you wonder your whole life? Because it's one thing, like I grew up with a family. I didn't look like them. But it was like, okay, you know, she's, she's adopted. It was, mm, 
with you, did you look different? Because you kind of have that exotic I did, look. I did look different. Mm -hmm. It's so funny looking back now because when I was younger, I was very Asian looking. Yeah. Or it just exotic. I couldn't really tell what I was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you, I remember there was a picture up in our um, in our house, and it was my dad, uh, uh, balding, freckles, Irish, <laughs> right? My mom. A little bit of melon in her skin, like in her skin, yeah. but 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 basically a white lady, and then my brother who mimicked my dad, and then me. Yeah, and I thought, God, why wasn't I ridiculed? I mean, like <laughs> I'm so shocked that people didn't go, Ew, you know, you look so different. You look but, different. They yeah. didn't do that. No, they didn't. I mean, once they found out, and I don't know if this happened to you, but once they found out I was adopted, then I started getting the, why did your parents Correct. give you up? Oh yeah. Why oh. did your real parents I hated give you that away? Real parents. That was always and boy did I learn no 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 biological parents. Yes. And I didn't have the vocabulary or vernacular and I still think it's in its infancy. People don't know how to speak about it. They don't. But I didn't at that time. And so I'm glad that I am able to educate on the show. I oh, actually have educated yeah. people about how to speak about adoptees biological parents, birth moms, that kind of thing. How old were both of you when you found out you were adopted? Oh, that's a good question. I was nine. How I was eight. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And and how did it come up in your... My brother and I have different memories of this. It's okay. funny because I was starting to write all this stuff down. And I remember playing in the yard and my mom and dad saying, we need to talk to you. And my mom took me into her bedroom. We sat on the bed and she said, and I was really mad because I was playing and I didn't yeah, want to be, did <laughs> what? what kind of bowl? Um, <laughs> this better be good, mom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then she told me that I was adopted and she said, do you know what that means? And I said, yes. And she said, that I was chosen. chosen. Yes. yes. They and, must have got the same, my mom got the same lesson from the yeah. adoption agency because yeah, that's yeah. what you're supposed to say. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and all I can remember is going, mom, can I go out and play? Now, <laughs> having said that and done some work on myself, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, you're never just affected in that way. It's yeah. never like, I want to go play. It, yeah. it sinks into your subconscious. Yes. And it lives there. Yes. You know what I mean? That's a great, of course I do. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. So, so now it's the, it's always there that mm -hmm. you're different, mm -hmm. that and I remember my mom saying the exact same thing. I was in the bath and she said, I want to tell you something. You're adopted. Do you know what that means? I said, yes. And then she said, it means you were chosen. Your father and I chose you. Now, Lisa, I swear to God, until a few years ago, I'm going to say about 10 years ago, somebody was like, no, I go, yeah, like it's so cool. And I had always pictured them walking down an aisle of baby carriages and going, we want that one. And then someone said to me, are you an idiot? That's not how it happens. They call you and they go, we have a healthy baby girl. And then they go, yes. And I go, oh, <laughs> like I thought I was literally under the assumption that I was chosen. But did you ever have any um, family members that treated you weird after like I did? My mom would tell me stories that, you know, aunt so-and-so or grandma so-and-so. They were like, oh, she's not really part of our flesh and blood. Like it was it was hard for my mom who adopted me. She was, yeah. she was pissed off. Well, those were different times, too. Yes. It's really I was, I was a bastard. And one yes. of the grandparents looked at it as such and said that to my mother. <laughs> Yeah, but poor mom, my poor mom. You know, I want to know, because both of you mentioned siblings. Was your brother older or younger than you? My brother is a year and a half older and he was adopted. Oh, too. really? So yeah. both siblings, I mean, both of you as yes. siblings were. And you have siblings, are they older or younger? So my mom had my brother, the woman who adopted me, okay? Because mm -hmm. it gets confusing when I say birth, I say birth mom or my mom. My mom adopted me. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother was older and she almost died giving birth to him. So they told her, <sighs> 
you will never have a child mm-hmm. again. But then, of course, she got pregnant with my sister. So you're the Afterwards. middle child. <laughs> then I'm the middle child. But then, as you know, I met my birth family and I became the oldest. Yeah. My sister was like, what? I'm, I'm the oldest. I'm like, now you're Jan now. I'm Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? I disrupted my biological family too. So talk a little bit about how, because I hired a detective to find mine. How did you find your family, birth I, family? I had tried so many times. You know, I'm earnest. I'm like Joe, journalist. I can do this. Oh, please, you yeah. are. Well, that's this is what I was thinking, but you know, it's not that easy. Yeah. So, and I, I even went to down to San Diego, and I lied to them, and I said I'm trying to have a baby, and I can't have a baby, and I need and some I need medical to, uh, yeah. records, yeah. and I'm not, I don't have any because when you're adopted, I just want for the listeners out there who it's don't like a know, rubber stamp. It is. It's like NA, not applicable. Like uh, it's just heart disease running your family. NA, NA. Everything was just like don't know, mm-hmm. right? So what a what an interesting way to go around that well what happened? it, it didn't, didn't work, work. <laughs> <laughs> but I was trying everything I faked some tears I mean it was it, I, I could have won something but anyway um so I had gone back and forth and tried myself but you know work got in the way and I was busy and then I believe you had found your biological family and we you and I had talked about it whenever we were on air yeah, together yeah and there was a viewer that called me up and said if you want to search for your biological family, I have this lady. She's a person who basically, if she finds them, she she'll won't. go between. So like mediator. Be a, a, a me- mediator, kind of like a mediator, okay. but there's another word for okay. it. But anyway, I said, oh, and this guy used to call all the time and he bugged. He was kind of a buggy. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I picked up the phone. Yeah, crush on you. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I picked up the phone. Um, and But anyway, I took down the information. I thought it Why was intriguing not? to me. Yeah. And I called her. Uh, her name is Kristen Hamilton. She works out of Arizona, I believe. And we hit it off on the phone, and she said, send me what you have. Wow. And I had already petitioned for my non-identifying information, information yeah. and got that. And by the way, what? when you get that, it's like, what? Oh, no, no. I could, I'll tell, I was 18. Yeah, what is that? I don't well, know what that is. I don't know if it's the same here in Canada. It's exactly, it's called non-identifying information, which means whatever your birth mother provided the agency at the time, and mine was the Catholic Children's Aid Society. So she provided that, how old she was, how many siblings. And I realized that she had a sibling who was eight Oh, yeah, years old when I was put up for adoption. So it's all like you're, it's not really, it doesn't obviously say names. It's intake. It's basically intake from the biological mother, whatever she will say. Yes. It it may not say anything about the biological father. Yes. It comes right from her. Correct. Mine mine didn't really talk about her father, the father. Even though they got married afterwards, which is weird, but. It gives you a little pertinent information about health every once in a while. Mm. It it just depends on how much and what state and what country it is. Absolutely. And because she was from, Europe, but she came to Canada and they both immigrated from other countries. He had immigrated from the UK and she came from Ireland, but it was all about her sisters and brothers. So it was like, she had two 15 year old brothers. And I'm like, so there's twins that run in my family. No, they're Irish twins. So they were both. Oh. So like, what was your first, because it's the first it's, sort of tangible it, evidence to it's your everything. past. It's, it's everything. everything. I remember I got it. I just came back from New York. I was shooting and then I got the big Envelope. envelope and I before I even opened the envelope I saw it was from the Department of oh hum, uh, Health and Human Services or whatever I said oop and I poured a big huge glass, glass of, of wine, wine. Oh. giant 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then I sat down and I just opened the letter and it had all this information about how old she was a little bit about my biological father how they met in beauty school um oh. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Wow. He was he was the only heterosexual at that wow, time. Apparently, ma- yeah. Male in beauty school. <laughs> um, it just gave you, it, it gave me a little bit of background. Um, and I think it said that he was from Malaysia. 
Yeah, so I got a little of that. It was so that was the first time that you had because you knew you looked a little different, more exotic. You looked Asian in pictures. Was that the very first time that it said and yes, confirmed your feelings? That's the first time that I knew my, you know, what I was. And yeah. prior to that, I don't know if you remember, but like when I got my job at Fox, mm-hmm. I got it at the National Hispanic broadcasters association convention because oh my god i thought heck yeah i could be hispanic yeah um and i would have people all the time my best friend and still very close friend chris she's black and she said oh you got some sister in you so <laughs> so i would just go with it you yeah know? When absolutely people, people ask know. me questions yeah, yeah people ask know. me questions i they would say you know that the, the national National Asian Association would ask me to speak at yeah. their journalism thing. I'm like, sure. Yeah. You know, I was oh whatever. Oh my gosh. So. so yeah, that was the first time. That's heavy. Okay. So how do you go from reading the letter, the non-identifying to actually uh, taking the next step? So I got that phone call. I gave her, I sent her the information. Um, I answered a few questions. I gave her some money. And about a week later, she found him. Whoa. How much money? Because mine was $500 in four weeks. How, was, how much was yours? Do you remember? I don't remember. Oh, I remember writing that check. I go, this is going to be worth it. Because I know she was a detective. Yeah. She, I hired yeah. a detective in Canada. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got this. And yeah. she said, I'm like, really? And she goes, yeah, I find everybody. And she was so confident. I'm like, cool. And I was at Fox and I got off the air. And um, she had called my, because we didn't have cell phones. I don't, they may have flip phones at the time. I don't you remember. Yeah, it was flip phone. I had one. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> and then she, she said. She paged you. Yeah. Yeah. She said, can you call me? I have your information, but you, you've got to have like a pencil and paper to write everything down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did. And so what was it for you? When that she, call. Well, I think. I got the first call about my biological father. And the reason that she found him first is because it had a very unusual last name. name. And I guess somebody I had hired before had that name, but they had two letters flipped, oh, an A God. and an E flipped. And so we couldn't find it. I mean, oh, that's how my God. That's how simple it can be. Oh, my gosh. Um, so she said she called up this man in San Diego who was related to who she thought my biological father was. And he goes, what does she want? Does she want money? And I, oh, <laughs> I kind of fell in love with him at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and he connected, my uncle, Pete, connected me to my biological father. Wow. She got a hold of him. He said, what? He says yeah. he had no idea <gasps> that I existed. Oh, my God. So, therefore, none of the family oh, knew wow. anything about me. Oh, my in- God. Including my half-sister. Oh, my God. But so, I guess, is that typical sometimes? The father does oh, sure. not know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, that's crazy to find out yeah. that he doesn't even know you exist. Wow. And there was like 30 Malaysians in San Diego, so he had oh. to alert them all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm coming to town. <laughs> So I uh, I just said, hey, do you want to meet? Or I didn't call him that day. I was t- just trying to take it all in. And, yeah. I, and I told her, I said, okay, I'll lot. call him. I'll it's call a him. a lot to take in. And apparently he got so nervous and stuff. He called her the next morning and said, why hasn't she called me? You know, and I said, oh my gosh. Listen, I've waited 34 <laughs> years. <laughs> you can wait a day. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I was 34 when I found my family yeah. too. Yeah, so it was around the same time. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And you were in Los Angeles and they were only in San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so close. Yeah. So what? Did yeah, they know who you were? Yes. Oh, not wow. my biological God. father, but some of my family members. Oh, right. Okay. So when I, I went to meet oh. him, I walked in, and he had invited. After I initially met him and his wife, he said, "Can you come over to the house so you can meet all the rest of the family?" And there was, like, I felt like I was in a fishbowl. There was like <laughs> thirty Malaysian people <laughs> staring at you, staring at me, and then a couple went, "I watched you on Fox." Yeah. 
you know, because they get the yes. stuff. Yes, so. I had the exact same thing. So now how long until you find out your birth mother's story? So he gave information on the birth mother because we had her name, what we thought her name was. And so he gave us information and the very next day she found her. Wow. Now my biological mother was very hesitant. I for, I remember this and sometimes it just brings me to tears. Yeah. Um, because I got a call. I was doing the Austin Powers junket. Yes. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and I came out of, I took the call and she said, I, I found her. And I said, well, what happened? And she says, well, she was real hesitant. Wow. She didn't. And I thought, oh God, oh God, oh God. She doesn't want to meet me. She doesn't want to meet me. And, you know, and that whole fear and abandonment was just oh, well, like there it is in again. my throat. Yeah. And Oy. she said, well, I talked to her and I said, you know, she doesn't want anything from you. She says, who are you talking about? She says, I, I believe that your daughter is looking for you, your biological daughter. And she quizzed her. She asked her all these questions. Where was she born? Um, what, uh, okay. you know, what day was she born? And then she said, the last question she started, her voice was quivering. And she said, what was the, her name at birth? <sighs> and she said, Susan Michelle Rogers. And that was your name? Yeah. Oh my God. And she burst out into tears. Uh -oh. And she just said, that's my baby. Oh. <laughs> I was, see, it just chokes me up now. Just I know, me about too. <laughs> I'm crying already. Oh my God. Yeah. And so oh. they both agreed to meet with me. And I met him Jeez. on a Saturday and I met her on a Sunday. Oh. I remember going to your house and it, this is back when you lived and I think it was North Hollywood and you, I, I, I rem, there was like, I go over there and there's like a bunch of people and they're all having a party. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is the way it should be. And they were so, I think overwhelmed by her. Like, like that this is part of our family. Like, look how beautiful she is. And, and, and she's a flat stomach then. Oh, <laughs> you, 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 I think, it's exactly that. Like, they're like, what do you want from us? Okay, no, I'm fine. I'm financially on my own. I'm good. I don't need your money or whatever. I just want to know my background, right? Yeah. And I think once they realize that, and then they, they've seen you on TV, they're like, oh, oh my gosh, this is part of our family, right? Like, they, it's a sense of pride almost. But my, my birth mom said, I can't take any credit for this because I didn't raise you. And I'm, I'm so happy for your success. It's, it's, it's almost like, um, it's a strange feeling. You know what I wanted to do more than anything? I mean, I wanted to know what I what my background was. Me I wanted too. to know my health history, but I also wanted to say I'm okay. Yeah. Mm. I wanted to look her in the eye and say I'm okay because I cannot imagine no. having a child no. and not knowing what happened to it. I I I I'd be my worst fear. Yeah. That's my when I wrote my mother uh, a letter cuz the first the detective said to me on the phone, "I found everything. I have their names." whatever you do, don't cold call because, and I'm like, you know, right away. I'm like, of course I am. Uh, <laughs> she said, because you know, they could be remarried and da, da 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 da. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't really get it. Like remarried. Hello. They married. Right. Right. Oh. So clue, clue. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> and so that fr I was a Friday morning. I came home. I pondered all day and I, his name was so hard to pronounce. It was exactly, it was B-U-T-O-I-S-K-E-S or something. I'm like, what, what, I knew I was European. Like I always right, knew people right. used to tell me, you know? And so I said, uh, I'm just going to cold call. So I called 411 and I'm like, can I have the number two in Toronto? And they're like, yeah, here it is. And I went, oh my God. I poured myself a big goblet of wine. <laughs> just I'm like you did. <laughs> Isn't that funny though? And it was four o'clock here, seven o'clock in Toronto. He's the first person that I called. And he said, um, I'll, I'll never forget it. What he, did you say? Okay. Oh my God. 
it's hysterical. I mean, it makes me cry, but it's like, um, he said, hello. And I go, oh, hi, is this Vincent Michael? Cause I could not pronounce his last name. And he goes, yes. <laughs> and I go, okay, well, this is going to be the strangest call you've ever received. And he goes, should I sit down? And I said, yes. And he goes, is it you? And I go, it I is. Knew. And then four hours of conversation, he goes, you know, you know, I, your mother and I were so young and we had immigrated from other countries and we got pregnant and we put you up for adoption. And then the social worker told your mother, if you marry the father, you get the baby back. And so they got married on New Year's Eve and went back to the Children's Aid Society on the first and they were closed and then they went back on the second and they're like oh that baby's been adopted which was not true i was in i was in foster care i was oh. in five different families you were only three months old about that point maybe three or four months yeah old? oh wow so then god you hear these stories is it time. crazy right yeah. so then uh my birth father in the conversation says to me wait until your sisters find out i go oh, i have half sisters he goes no you're birth mother and I went on to have two daughters and I'm like what wait what so I, I did what you did I wrote the letter and he said handle your mother gingerly she's remarried I don't think this man knows about you he was another guy from England right, right. so I wrote her a letter and I said I just the first thing was I I know that September 26 1966 is a really important day for you it is for me I just want to let you know I'm okay mm. that you know, I, I'm, I'm doing well, but she, she let the letter sit cause it said California. And she's like, I don't know anybody from California. This must be a mistake. It must hmm. be for Amy, my sister. And, um, she never called. And I was like, I'm being, okay. How long? I'm being rejected. How long between when you wrote the letter? Three letters? days. Which but seems like forever. Ever. Yeah. And so in the meantime, my birth father had told my sisters, they had told, and they knew me from like, well, I talked to my sister on the phone and she's like, would you be in anything that we've seen? Cause you don't tell them that you're on TV right away. Cause well, I didn't tell him my last name. I didn't okay. want him to meet me because of that. Yes, mm. yeah. exactly. And that's what my detective said. Don't show pictures of your house, your dog, your kids. If you have any, uh, don't like give them too much because especially your career, because they might get overexcited. So as I got to know my sisters over the phone and I still had not talked to my mother, birth mother. Yeah. Jerry, Red Last she, to know. Well, because she was with her sisters, they had warned her sisters that I was writing a letter. And so they said, be there for her when she opens it. So she opened it and her sister was pouring tea and she heard my mother. And then she got a big glass, glass of wine. Of wine. <laughs> <laughs> a big goblet. Um, she kind of fell to the floor. Because oh. like, I, I, she hadn't told her husband about me. Now her world's closing wow. in, like what you said. And so... Uh, my sister on the phone, she's like, well, would you, we know you in anything? I'm like, no, I'm on a TV show in the United States. You wouldn't know me. I go, well, maybe I go, do you watch football? And she's like, well, yeah, my husband and I love football. And I said, well, I do, um, I do a show on Sundays. And she goes, are you the weather girl on Fox? And I go, I am. And she screams to her husband, my sister's the weather girl on Fox. Then my other sister, Amy, she's like, I go, well, I've done this little thing with Pam Anderson because she's Canadian and Canadians love Canadian. Right, right. And then she goes, are you on that show VIP? I go, yeah, well, I have a reoccurring character. I'm not, like I did 10 episodes. But anyway, there's this tall Irish girl on there named uh, in real life, Molly, like like a beautiful supermodel. And she goes, so my sister's at a bar one day working with Ryan Gosling's sister, how small is Weird. Canada? And M Mandy, her name was, and she goes, I just got a call yesterday. I have a sister and I think that's her. 
And it was like Molly, the tall, beautiful redhead. And I'm like, eh, sorry, <laughs> I'm the short brunette. That's not me. But um, what was it like the first time you met your birth mom? The first time that she came through the door? Okay, so that Saturday, that weekend, big weekend, by the way. Huge. Uh, I went down to San Diego <laughs> with my my uh, boyfriend at the time, who I said, videotape this because, you know, I'll, I, I, yep. I just need to have this. Record. Because I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm not registering all this. I'm, yeah. st- I'm like in reporter yes. mode. Yeah. And I'm not really registering. So anyway, so we met the uh, Malaysian contingent. (laughs) And then uh, then the next day we had planned to meet her and I talked to her on the phone. Wait, 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 back up. Did you... When you first met your birth father and the and the and the cousins and everyone else, the extended family, did you cry or were you still in the mode of like it's almost yeah? Well, you know, I was so cool and you know calm the whole time until about a half an hour before we were meeting, and then I just broke down. And when I met him, I wasn't crying or anything, but I was I. It was as if my heart was outside my body. You know, I just felt that your heart is just beating so hard. And I, you know, it's weird as I decided to meet him at a very crowded restaurant. And I don't think, I don't advise that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you don't know how you're going to feel. But I was, it was this huge, beautiful restaurant with all these people and stuff. And when he walked into the door and I never had a picture of him, I never had seen him. I knew it was him. Wow. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's him. That's him. That's really? Him. Yeah. I don't know why. It's not that yeah. we favored each other so much because yeah. he's literally from Malaysia. I mean, straight over. He brought his entire family over. Wow. But there was something about him I knew. Oh that, my that God. And him. you said the whole family was there. So he had married. Did he have children? Did you have half siblings? Yes. Or? That was your, that was oh, your sister? Wow. I, okay. So he lived in Malaysia. He was married. He had a uh, daughter, Claire. He and the wife split up. I guess the, the timetable is a little off. Um, he came to America and Claire, my sister, had stayed there with her, her mother. Mm-hmm. And then he started in beauty school and stuff. And they Met got your together. mom. Yeah. And then Birth my, mother, yeah. my biological mother. And she got pregnant and whatever. She says that he knew and he split when she said she was pregnant. He said he didn't know. He went into the army, which he did. But, mm-hmm. but wow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Interesting. And then my half sister Claire came over, and he basically spent this entire time getting all of his family over from Malaysia. I mean, he would spend mm-hmm. like every Friday. His wife joked with me. We spent every Friday night at you know immigration trying to get people over. So, wow. Anyway, so so that's a whole. Did Claire even know about you? No. Oh no. She was the only daughter, the only child. Oh my god. And I thought, oh. And on this initial meeting, she was not in town, so I didn't get to meet her. Oh. And everybody kept saying, "Wait till Claire sees you. Wait till." <laughs> Claire gets a hold of you. I was like, oh my God. What is about Claire? What's up with this Claire? I was terrified of her. Oh my God. Um, And turns out that has been one of the greatest gifts that I got out of this. That we're a big sister and and you're close. Yeah. A sister. I've never had a sister. And it's Oh my God. Yeah, it's because you were an only child. No, I had my brother. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was an old he was adopted a year and a half before you. Yes. Yeah, but I had never had a sister. And so it was slow and steady getting to know her. But now it's just, you know, I, I bonded actually with my niece, her daughter. Wow. Way before Claire. Um, Brittany and I have been close since the very beginning, since I found them. How close are you and Claire in age? She is seven years older, okay. I think. Yeah. I love that you guys have become close. What a special relationship that is. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing gift. And we've been able to be there for each other. My biological father passed this 
last year. Mm. And she went through a health scare and stuff. So we've been able to, you know, really share yes. important times. And it's it's been great. I, my birth mother, ironically, died in my arms uh, four Christmases ago. And it's so poetic because she was dying of cancer and she had in-home care in Canada. They have nurses come every day and da, da, da. And it had been so busy with her brothers and sisters coming in and out, my aunts and uncles and my sisters, my two birth sisters, that um, every night there was somebody in the apartment with us. And on this night, there was a bad snowstorm. So her sister couldn't get over. And I didn't know that. I, I didn't know she didn't come home. And so it was just me and Jerry. And I, I, I woke up at 5 a.m. and I was like, Jerry? And there was no response. I'm like, I just flipping knew that she was gone. And I touched her and she was still warm. And I was like, oh my God. So I yelled for uh, her sister and um, there was no response. And I'm like, oh my God, I realized I'm alone with her. Mm. And it was so, it was peaceful because I felt like we came into the world together alone because she was pretty much alone. She didn't even tell her mother about me or her eight siblings. Like no one knew about me except for her, my birth dad, Vince. But anyway, um, it was really poetic for me and almost like it was this incredible closure. But how cool is this? My parents, Jim and Muriel, she wanted to thank them before she died. Mm -hmm. And they, um, in Canada, they have these things called cottages and you'd go up and spend your weekends. And my sister, she's a... Uh, Don't we have cottages? <laughs> no, <laughs> I've never heard of a cottage <laughs> on the lake, before. On the lake. It's so... Life is oh, just different Canadians, up there. Yeah. Yes. And they go fishing and then they go, you know, whatever. So my sister is an engineer and she lives up there with her husband who's also an engineer and it's not far from my parents cottage and I said look Jerry is dying I told my parents all of her family's coming in from Ireland from all over basically to say goodbye I want you to come she wants to thank you and they're like okay so they brought their dog hmm. there's like 45 minutes away and she was able to thank them. And I mean, it was so emotional. I have a picture from that day. And I, I was like out of my mind. Like, I'm sure. And I have a picture of them hugging. And it was just like, this is amazing. And they went to her funeral. So it was so, mm, and my mom and dad so are beautiful. still around. It's so beautiful, right? Like yeah. I'm so lucky. I feel fortunate. I always, even, you know, that bringing it back to your show, those endings sometimes are so strong and beautiful. And then other times they're heartbreaking but they're always telling the truth. They're always telling what's, there are so many things that can happen with adoption and finding mm -hmm. birth families. There's so many outcomes. Well, I always advise people, you know, before we give them any information, I said, are you ready for, what, first of all, I ask them, what is your best case scenario and what is your worst? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you handle the worst? Why are you searching and yeah. why is this important now? I mean, those you, are great questions. You have to be prepared. You know, I've never, we will not have never done a story with somebody who's, you know, like a 20 year old who's pissed off at their parents. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to do this for the right reasons because you never know what you're going to find at the other That's end. That's right. And you have to be mature enough to be able to handle it because so you true. may be, um, you may feel abandoned again. Did you ever have, uh, and I'm sure I have those abandonment issues, but did you ever, and I went through therapy as well for it, but did, did you ever have any ill feelings towards the biological parents who put you up for adoption? I never did. My brother did. Okay. Oh. My brother and I were actually just polar opposite. I was like, I was chosen. Um, yeah. I was given life because there were alternatives. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and my brother always thought I was okay. abandoned. And why, how could she leave me? Okay. See, I, I was you. Yeah. 
And yeah, I think we had the same thing. In same out, that way. Yeah. same outlook. Uh, I, I, I was chosen, and boy, could have been a different outcome. And and how lucky am I? And that's what I wrote in the letter. You know, please, I want to thank you for making that decision because it was the right one. I, mm-hmm. That was so important for me to yeah. tell her. Were you able to say that to both? Yeah, because I was going to say, go back to you met your mom the next day. Yeah. After my yeah. biological mother was on a father. Sun, yeah, yeah. I, was on a Sunday. I was like, oh, here we go. Oh my god. Uh, and I <laughs> oh, met her, and I actually have it on videotape. I met her and hugged her I look nothing like her zero oh, wow. nothing I wow. said I looked at her hands I said eh, maybe um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well it's weird because you you look for when Jerry walked through the door and you bring up such a great point I just got off Good Daily and I was off to shoot this other show. I did the test and I did not want to meet her at LAX. So mm-hmm. I had a car bring her and I thought, oh God, that's so ostentatious. She's going to be like gross. But I didn't want to meet her at the airport. Yeah. yeah. So when she walked through the front door, I hugged her and I was like, I used to be in there 34 years ago and I was poking at her belly. She's like, and then when I opened the door and I was all glammed up, the first thing she said was, I gave the wrong one away. Oh, because, because she, and I loved her right then because she... My other two sisters are granola. Like they don't wear makeup. They don't, they wear flats. Liz can attest to this. They don't care. And I'm all dolled up and that's how she was. Uh-huh. And it was right away. And I smelled her neck. I, the first thing I did was like, I was like, oh my God, I was in there 34 years ago. I was Dawn Mary O'Ryan. And she's like, oh my God. We're, yeah. Like she was very much me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. We had kind of the same personality. So, but mine when, was mine. There was nothing that that's I, I could see that we had in common. Um, wow. She was there with my biological grandmother. Okay. And my half sister. Another sister. Another half sister, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So there's not just Claire. Well, yeah, but I haven't really been in contact and I, okay. I actually need to get in contact with her. But Wow. Um, and I've later found out something. Anyway. But when, I have a question. Is yeah. she younger? She's younger She's than younger. you then. Mm. Yeah. I had two on that Holy side. Holy man. My other, uh, the middle one um, was murdered. <gasps> what? What? Yeah. And you never got to meet her? Or? No. It was a woman? A girl? Yeah. She was, oh she was only God, like 21. Lisa. Oh, my and, gosh. And okay, to, to just... Whoa. To just sort of put it into perspective, oh she was God. murdered. Remember, I went over to CBS after Fox. Yeah. And she was murdered literally right behind CBS because she came up to LA for a weekend, a party weekend. I, I, have, I, have, I have goosebumps. I'm so sorry. You're, so your birth mother lost a daughter. Oh, did they, I, I'm sorry, the circumstances, and they don't have to get into that, but did they ever catch the person who did I this? Don't know. <gasps> I don't know. Oh, your poor mother. Your poor birth well, mother. Well, if you, that's, my heart went out to her. I was like, oh my she God. lost two, two children. children. Yeah. She lost two children. She yeah. had a rough life. She lost two children. She, or I think her house burned down at one point. She was in a bad marriage. And I was asking her all these questions. And I said to her afterwards, I said, oh my gosh, you've had a really difficult time what's the worst thing that's happened to you? Like, I mean, it, I, I, my heart goes out to you. And she said, giving you away. <gasps> and I have to tell you, I felt bad and I, and yeah. I empathize with her, but I felt, I ran outside and I was with a friend of mine and I started crying and I said, I can't imagine if she hadn't. Oh God. You know, my life would have been so oh. much different. Oh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't know my father. Yeah. I wouldn't know my mother. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have my brother. So yeah. It was oh, terrifying. Heavy. How old was she when she got pregnant and gave she you up for like adoption? She was like 23. I mean, she was not young. She was, I mean, for those okay. days. Well, you know yeah. what? I found out Jerry had a sister who was 23 that put up a baby for adoption, too. You never told me that? I met her. Yeah. Yeah, I met her at Jerry's wake. A lot of family secrets. Because you've always told me Jerry's family, it was really a scarlet letter. 
that she hid from her oh you should the see grandmother I particularly oh, right yeah I mean, she's so a complete racist my grandmother was she's oh yeah complete racist so i talked to her on the phone and they're like welcome to the family she's i go nana oh is quite the racist they're like welcome to the family <laughs> i mean because the she different was just, generation i guess oh, but Lordy. i mean she smoked and drank until her death but no like she's like barbary what kind of a name is that and i'm like oh it's italian um just but and she's like are you married to a wop and I'm oh. like, wow. Oh, here. Wow. I, Slow your roll, Granny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then she says, how old are you, lass? I said, 34. And she goes, by the time I was your age, I had eight. I said, my condolences. <laughs> I mean, it was like an awkward, funny conversation. Now that I look back, I'm like, wow. And then I called my sister Amy afterwards. I go, you're not going to believe the conversation I just had with Nana. Oh, and she goes, oh, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. I understand. <laughs> we grew up with it. We grew up with it. But um, so... Uh, did it ever come full circle? Like, did you feel closure after that weekend that you had where you met them and you were able to just kind of, when did you go back to work on Monday and go, okay, I feel like I felt closure. How did you feel? I felt closure in the way that I found answers, but I did, you know, it was very strange because you think immediately, oh, I'm good. Move on. Next. <laughs> no way. It's not like that. And I tell people on the show all the time, I said, you're going to go through a period where you may go through depression. Mm -hmm. You may go through a mourning process, but it's, it's really hard to explain if you haven't been through it. But when you've been chugging your whole life and, and, and looking for something and having this part in your subconscious and in your heart, and then you get the answers. Yeah. I had withdrawal. I had like, what do I do, do now? now? And oh, yeah. now I know who I am. Mm. I can't make things up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can't go to the Hispanic convention No anymore. more. <laughs> <laughs> but I can still go to the Asian one. Yeah. That's fantastic. But no, but it, it was a very strange thing. Yeah. I, I, I tell people, please don't think that it's over. This yeah. is an evolution. Oh boy, you're so right. You have right. to keep going. And, you, and I always tell people, you need to figure out what your boundaries are too. Mm -hmm. It's okay because a lot of times birth parents or somebody on the other side is immediately like, they want to grab onto you. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. I, I've lived my life for 34 years without you. And let's see how we fit into our worlds. That's and, interesting. And, I, and it gradually, you know, I dove right in. Remember my sister moved in with me. She's, I met her. She's like, hi, I'm the ambassador to the family. She came down because I think they thought I was crazy. I don't know. And then she, <laughs> she came, came to, to vet me. you. Yeah. She came to vet me just to go back to the family and be like, okay, yeah, she's somewhat normal, but not really. But she came for and six days and stayed for nine months. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Did she have work? Or? No, she was 22. She used to jump out of airplanes. She was like, you okay. know, in between jobs. All right. And, and she's like, she, Julie goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hire my assistant. I go, we kept calling uh, her my assistant. My assistant. She I had go, no phone. She had no car. <laughs> she had no phone, no car. I go, wow, she's going to be a lot of help. Yeah, I go, yeah, yeah. oh my God. And knew no part of LA. Right, so right, right. Go pick the up business. my dry cleaning. Where would that be? Like, <laughs> no clue. And how do I get there? Do oh. I take a bike? Oh God! It was hysterical. But I, I was the opposite. I wanted. To, I was like, oh yes, you please come dove in. Right in. I the dove deep right end. in. But I think it's because I was here in another country by myself. Well, and you that's know what I mean. You, yeah. Jillian. That's kind I mean, of my what personality. Is, what did Steve used to say about you? Uh, ready, fire, fire, aim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. I'm. I'm more cautious. But I'm you know, you're much more you're cautious person. You're so. Uh, you are a more cautious person and that's just your personality. Uh, and I think that that's why you're perfect. 
uh, for that show. All right, let's take a little time out for our sponsor. If you've ever wondered, how can I earn this much money and still have so much debt? You're not alone. Debt has a way of creeping up on you. Listen, there's no shame in it. Bills add up. Mortgage, medical, dental, car, and that's not even the fun stuff like entertainment. The key is to pay down your debt, and I've got the answer, bestegg.com. They've got great rates, and now is the perfect time to do it. Use your Best Egg personal loan to pay off those bills and credit cards. It's a smart way to hit back at the crazy interest rates that can ruin your credit rating. Now imagine paying everything off and having one easy low monthly payment. How awesome is that? Consumers rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs for their super online loan app. And it only takes a minute. Plus there's no impact on your credit score. Now upon approval, funds can be transferred in as little as one business day. So get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take that vacation you deserve. Visit bestegg.com slash Jillian. That's bestegg.com slash Jillian. I also want to mention that you, um, in how you dealt with everything slower, did that work for you? Like did that, did that work for them? It did. Yeah, it did. Uh, it worked. Um, thank God I found my biological father when uh, mother when I did, because I think she died like eight months later. <gasps> Yeah. Of what? Oh my gosh. I, I think it, part of it is self-imposed. She was a heavy smoker. So was Jerry. She Jerry was, was a heavy smoker drinker. I don't think she was a heavy drinker, but no. she was overweight. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't actually know exactly what she's she so died strange because you're so tiny. Isn't well, that and when I met her, you know, I went, oh geez, I got to look out. You know, yeah. <laughs> pump <laughs> well, the brakes. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was worried. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. I hope my body takes after well, my biological father. Isn't it interesting though? Because you don't know. You go through your whole life, A, not knowing your ethnicity. B, like I did know my name too. I was Don Mary O'Ryan uh, and I was a ward of the state, they call it. And mm -hmm. then, what? so what, your name was... Uh, Susan Michelle Rogers. Do I look like a Susan? No, nothing about you. <laughs> not really. like a Susan. No, no. Do I look like a Don? You know why she we called can, me Dawn? You could pull Dawn off. She said, I called you Dawn because I wanted it to be like Dawn, a new horizon, a new beginning. But she was able to hold me for five minutes. Mm -hmm. What about your birth mom? Yeah, and my biological grandmother did too. Oh, yeah. Really? She, was, she knew all about me. She was okay. part of it. Yeah. And she just died about like five years ago or something. Okay. I went to her funeral. You did? Yeah. But I, I was really, I was really oh grateful to meet my biological mother for many reasons. Yes. And I, and I said to you, when I saw her, I was like, I don't see anything, you know, cause you're always looking yeah. to do something. I look like them. However, she had the same sense of humor. Oh, really? It's kind of dry. Yeah. Kind of goes in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> quick. Um, even though she had such awful circumstances, she had been through so much. She still had that sense of humor. Oh, that's incredible. How old was yeah. she when she passed away? She was 60. Oh, so Lisa, my yeah. gosh. I do not have good genes. So your one Shoot. sister on that side is who's left alive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, wow. and she, okay. And that story is I talked to her. I, she was very shy and quiet and she was younger and very reserved and I didn't want to push. Yeah. And I found out just a couple years ago that she had just found out about me like three days before holy mackerel yeah. how did she take do you know anything about how she took that news or no she wrote to me she and, did yeah she wrote me a she sent me an email and i owe her one it's only two years it's yeah got, it's got a flag on it <laughs> um but i need to get in contact with her but she lives in oregon so oh yeah well that would be so you, again there you talk about it's an evolution you are a hundred percent correct because to prepare somebody it's it's not like okay done i thought it was going to be that when i met the family i'm like Okay, they're all like circus performers like me. Of course, this is. And then 
I kept speaking with my birth father on the phone, and then he passed away. And mm. where did he live? He no he longer moved out lives- to BC, British Columbia. Ah, okay. So, Wait, did you ever meet him in person? No, you didn't. No. So we corresponded. He would send me all these gifts. He was an artist Mm -hmm. and his artwork, like I have a lot of it. I hang a lot of it in my home. He was unbelievable. I come to find out, I get a letter three years ago and it's from the UK. And I'm like, that's weird. Like who's sending me a letter from the United Kingdom? Who sends letters anymore? Bethnal (laughs) Green, I'll never forget it. And I opened, exactly. It was just three years ago. And so I opened it up, maybe four. Um, And they said, hey, this is uh, your birth father's side of the family. We're doing a big family tree. And we uh, have found you and your sister Amy and your sister Susie. And uh, so Ian is the guy who wrote the letter. My wife is Carol. Her sister is Linda Leach. You might know her husband, Donovan. And I'm like, no, I've interviewed him tons of times. So So random. Random. And then we get off the phone or we get, I put away the letter and I tell my neighbor and she's like, well, let's look up Linda Lawrence. So she looks up Linda Lawrence and she goes, she was married to one of the Rolling Stones. I go, this is impossible. That's my favorite band. And uh, she goes, no, no, I think she, they have a child together. I'm like, what? And sure enough, she was one of those it girls in London. She wow. was like this fabulous it girl. She was in Vogue magazine and, and she ended up, yeah, she had a baby with Brian. Uh, and then um, she met Donovan and has two daughters with him and they're with her. So she's like, let's try to figure this out. And I'm like, yeah, because I flew to England a couple years ago to meet with my family. And um, it was really beautiful. And Donovan and her live in uh, Ireland in a castle. Of course, they live in a castle. Mm-hmm. So we had Skyped them and she's like, what's your birthday? And um, I said, oh, September 26th. And she looked at Donovan because their daughter was born on September 26th. Mm. And she's like, yeah, Estrella, her name is. And so like, it's just all these crazy connections. How about this? When we were at Fox, there was a man I worked for. uh, I don't know if you you were gone, Kevin Hale. I don't think you were there. He was obsessed with Donovan. And ironically, he's the guy who fired me. I should be like, oh, so he had Donovan on every day for a week. So you can thank him for that. Yeah. (laughs) Every day for a week, I'd be interviewing Donovan. And I believe Linda came one of those times and was in the green room. And you had no idea. Neither of us. So here we are in Hollywood. I'm born in Canada. She's born and raised in Ireland. And boom, here we are. Isn't that crazy? You never know. No, England. England. I'm sorry. She was in England. Um but she's she's a incredible woman um and i'm hoping to 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 meet her in person because we'll we've see, only met on skype that, so. that's what i'm saying it, it is it's an evolution and it's it's a way you know you got to figure out where these people how these people fit into your life mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yes and for me i'm like an open book so i'm like yeah come on down and uh, you know carol's an artist and i brought her to when i went to england i brought her some of my birth dad's artwork it's her cousin and um I'm, I'm like, please come down and you guys can stay with me. And I want everyone to meet and get along. And I, I think, you know, my sister Dawn that I was raised with, she now is friends with Amy, my birth sister. They live pretty close. And she's like, I want to take Amy out for lunch. I'm like, yeah, here's her number. It may, it, it makes me feel happy. It's the best way to handle this situation. I mean, you and I have had private conversations about how I am raising my daughter. Um, my daughter is adopted and it's more of an open relationship. As a matter of fact, she's getting ready to meet her half-sisters. So, so this is a whole other side. For those of you who don't know, Lisa Joyner is married to John Cryer, whom we all loved as Ducky. You might know him as Alan from Two and a Half Men, or you might know him as Lex Luthor right now uh, from Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you and John have been married for how many years? Um, <laughs> it's so awful. You know what's really like funny? Like 12 or 13? Yeah. Please tell the story. I, I, this story is so endearing. I was at one, uh, a shower for you guys, but I love, he loves you so much. Like this, he, was it him or was it you who was walking the dog? Cause you guys were kind of in the same area, right? Yeah. He, okay. This, is a great this thing has so this cute. thing has morphed into a, a really. He told it on the Tonight Show. He told it on another show, and I'm like, wait, that's a different story <laughs> of how you met. Uh, Got it? It's okay. So no, I'm, it's, it's a meet cute. I originally met him when I was working at Fox, and I did an interview. He was on a show called uh, Getting Personal with Vivica Fox and oh. Dwayne Martin and the whitest guy, John Cryer. Uh, he was, by the way, he was on Jet Magazine because of that show. Oh, I love uh, <laughs> not many white men. I was going to say, what a, that's pretty uh, bragging rights. Yeah. So we met then. He said. Ooh, I had I had such a crush on you. I go, why didn't you ask me out? And he's like, oh, that would have been inappropriate. I'm like, oh, what? Geez. Who are you? <laughs> I was. He like, says, where you were, was our protocol? Yeah, You're like, come on. He's like, you were so not interested. Anyway, he came on to Good Day LA, and I was filling in one day, and it was oh, you and I God. and Steve, and he and Dwayne came in to promote getting personal. But the only thing is, they found out the day before that they were canceled. Oh, but they wanted to keep their promise to show up on Good Day LA. Wow. So apparently they wreaked havoc. They were just, you know, going out of control. And <laughs> which anybody who has this. watched that show knows there's no way to be out of control yeah. on that show. So, but anyway, he lived with that for a long time. Fast forward, he got married, had a child, got divorced, moved into my neighborhood, literally a block away. And I was out because toward the end of my tenure at Fox and even in news in general, I got so lazy that I would only do stories if I could do them from my house. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I got a great idea. We'll do a dog makeover and then we'll get the dog adopted and we'll do, we'll do it oh at my house. Oh my gosh. So, so th they fell for it. They were like, Lisa, <laughs> any other location yeah. but your I'm house. Like, we can make it end. look different. Yeah, yours. Uh, <laughs> or use the backyard. Exactly. Not one from the bathroom yet. Yes, my <laughs> closet. Yeah, for you. So I was out in the front and uh, I was at the time I was talking. No, I was talking to my gardener at the time. He drives by and he's like, hey, that's that lady from Fox. Oh my God. You know, and. Hey, that's TV's Lisa Joyner. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's how he'll tell the story. And then he's like, okay, I think that was her. So he drove by again another day. And that's mm -hmm. when I had like the Stalking. news van okay yeah the news van and he knew was in front and he was like that was so he wrote me a letter and he left it at my house and it oh said something and it, it was on like john cryer stationery he's like i don't know if you know who i or remember me oh um, my god i don't know if you remember me you interviewed me um uh, excuse years me. ago back up did you not watch like all his movies like ducky he was ducky did you do like i love that he's like i don't know if you know who oh, i geez. am yeah but like that was it wasn't even that it no? wasn't even that it was i don't even i don't know if you remember me it wasn't it <laughs> okay. wasn't like you know yeah. and i'm like yeah because uh, that's our age. Pretty in Pink is our movie. But yes, yeah, okay, and he's just, he's just He sent a message. He's like, hey, I'm your neighbor now. If you need anything, here's my phone number. This is where oh, I live. Here's good. my pager number. Swear to God. <laughs> uh, up. Here's my cell phone. And, oh, my God. But I got it like maybe a week later because I was out of town shooting. Oh, geez. And so he thought, oh, she's not interested. She's blowing me off. And so I called immediately when I got it, I called up a girlfriend of mine, my girlfriend, Chris, who worked on getting personal with him. Oh. And I said, you are never going to believe who just moved in the neighborhood and wrote me a letter. D didn't ask me out or anything, just wrote me a letter. Yeah. And she said, and I told her John Cryer, and she goes, Miriam, 
No and way. I, and I went right away. And I are said, are you kidding me? I said, what are you talking about? She hasn't even asked me out. She goes, marry him. And I go, why? She goes, he is the kindest, best person. Oh my God. He's always the nicest person on set. He's super talented. She goes on and on. I'm like, Okay, maybe we should just get to a lunch first. <laughs> so I called him up. And what great vetting, though, because you yeah. know her, she knows him, and there's no one better than to say, you know, yeah. marry him. Liz told me not. She was, you remember, you were like, slow your roll. <laughs> she knew my ex, and she was like, why are you guys rushing I it? Said, Do not marry him. Do not. And she did. We were in Ibiza, and she's like, please slow your freaking roll. Oh, that's anyway, the maddest you've ever been at me. I was really mad at her. I was like, mind your own business. I said, you are confusing criticism uh, with yeah. concern. Yes. yes, I was. I wasn't thinking straight. But you know when you have those pheromones and you're going crazy? I always tell everybody, if you, there are fireworks like that in the beginning, you're doomed. So when you slowly roll into a friendship, but I yeah. love how she's like, marry him. And you're like, slow your roll. How <laughs> yeah. did you, what was your first date? <laughs> well, so I, when I talked to him on the phone, I said, hey, I got your note. and uh, And he was funny and sweet and stuff and I said but so you're new in the neighborhood you know I was just trying to make conversation have you gone to the sushi place no do you go to that car wash because that's a good car wash there no I haven't been I kept going down these uh, litany of places and I was like like, do you ever leave the house (laughs) except to go to work and he was like uh you know anyway he was charming he was much more charming than I'm making him but I said hey we should go to lunch and he goes I'd love that um so I asked him so we met at uh Katsuya um, and then we went and he didn't look at me the whole time. He looked <gasps> sort of down. Oh my God. Still cracking jokes and stuff, but oh just looking my God. down. And I brought him a basket with like all the gift certificates from all the places he hadn't been to. Oh, I brought him like, geez. oh, that's really cool. What, an, was, what was, a great idea. I was like a welcome wagon. What a cool <laughs> idea that so, is, Lisa. So he was very touched, he said. Uh, I would be too. I am. And it wasn't even me. That's, I just want to interject. My neighbor worked at Warner Brothers for 45 years and he worked on Two and a Half Men. That was the show he went out on. Two and a Half Men, Drew Carey and George Lopez. He said that your husband was such a pleasure to, you know, Chuck Lorre. They used to all talk about everybody, obviously. Um, and he was a high up executive Mm -hmm. and he said that john had the best reputation exactly what chris said yeah like he's a good man a very good man so he's a pain in the ass but he's a good man (laughs) (laughs) no but you're so lucky because so you 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 know you guys have been together for i don't know if i don't know you you don't know i don't know you've been together 25 years (laughs) (laughs) you know you've been together a long time so so you evolve into the from the lunch date did you know right away no no no, he was my gay best friend. <laughs> I thought he was gay. Oh, shut what? up. What? No, I know. This is what you say about having that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The yeah. less, the less. Yeah. I think there's something there because he and I were just hanging out and I was dating other people and he was so fun and oh, I enjoyed wow. being around him so much that we just kept going out. But we'd go out on a date on a Friday and then maybe in two weeks we'd go out on a date and the whole time, like, at the end of the night when it's supposed to be the kiss kind of thing yeah we would just talk and he would talk about his ex-wife i would <laughs> oh, talk geez. about my oh, God. that's a lot <laughs> i would take i would talk about my gastrointestinal disorders <laughs> and wow that makes you horny right <laughs> right that's hot yeah um but anyway we just we we just became really good friends oh, and that's i just awesome. but i but i realized that it was something more when i thought god it would be so much better if John was here with me. What and do you mean? Like with you? If like, I was doing something, if I was out oh. with friends or I saw something or there was a great sky, it didn't oh. matter what it was. But every time I would be somewhere, I think, oh, it'd be so much better with 
John. And I thought that is the secret because oh I'd never been married before. I never wanted to be married. I, right. you know, I wasn't, I was oh, You were happy. one of the most independent and Steve Edwards gave you such a compliment. Um, you know, and Steve worked with many women. Oh God. Yes. And, you know, I think Dorothy and I were the longest that he ever worked with, but he, he had been through like pregnancies, divorces with women, finding birth families. And I'll never forget you were filling in one day and he goes, you know, what's different about Lisa Joyner? He said, she can compartmentalize a lot of women that I've worked. And he did not mean this in a bad hashtag me too, like sexist way. He said, a lot of women are super emotional about the business. She's not. He goes, she, she's able to, you know, compartmentalize to really assess something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the producer in you. You, you. you don't care about being like on camera and I've got to be the famous. You don't care about that. You would rather produce something. And I think that yeah. that, you know, really plays out in your personal life as well. You're, you're cautious, you're smart, you make good decisions for yourself. And so, y- y- you know, it evolved into something beautiful with you and John. We, How, when did he know? That's what I'm curious about. Day one. Oh, yeah. So he did the really slow, slow, yeah, slow, slow process. Play. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor guy. No, he, he how, was, long was, how long were you friends until you got we married? Were probably, we probably dated for several months before he kissed me. And I'll tell you wow. what happened. This is a funny story. So I took him to a wine tasting and then we went and got a bite to eat. And I was, I hadn't met his son yet and he was driving. Yeah, I think, it was, yeah, he was driving. We were just having the best time. Like I said, having so much fun and I really enjoyed his company. I had a date the next night. Oh, wow. Um, coming in from Northern California. <laughs> and um, he said to me as he was driving and his head was down a little bit, he goes, oh, God, I have such a crush on you. And I said, well, why haven't you kissed me? And he goes, because I'm driving. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> pull over. It, that's that's a, exactly what happened. And no we pulled over. And at, up until this point, I thought maybe he's gay. And that's totally fine. I, I have a great new friend. Yeah. Um, but he pulled over. He came around the front and he kissed me. And I was like, not gay. Oh, and I said to him, I said, honey, um, can you do that again? Because I just want to make sure. <laughs> That wasn't just a lucky, you know. That's just and, and that was it. And from that oh moment on, God. we you were together. Canceled the date the next canceled night. Canceled the date. Nice. Sorry, don't fly in. I was done. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. I, I just want to see how this works out. Yeah, you know? and it it's working yeah. out. Now, you guys were, so you get married. How long until the engagement? From the time we met, it was a year and a half we were engaged. And okay. it, at two years, we were married. I didn't mess around. No, that's nice. perfect. Yeah. And and so then how long after that, because he was a father already, did you decide that you wanted to have kids? And then, you know, you're adopted. You adopted. I always mm-hmm. thought, I remember m- me thinking adoption. I'm like, I don't know if it's for me because I, I grew up think not knowing my history. You're in the majority. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely the minority. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you, yeah. you would know because yeah. you do so many shows on this. Yeah. As an adopted person to adopt a child. Adoptees yeah, normally, uh, normally, I'm not saying they're abnormal if they don't, but mm-hmm. but generally adoptees want to have, have their own. Yeah, they want to have their own because they've never seen themselves in another person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've never seen anyone with their nose or yeah. their eyes. So they're like, I remember my girlfriend, I'll never forget her telling me, and she meant it in the most endearing way when I announced I was pregnant because I was 40 and I was like... Who the fuck knew I could get pregnant at 40? I remember I married him. He was 34. I was 39. And uh, I remember him saying, do you want to have kids? And I'm like, no, I said to him, do you want to have kids? And he said, of course. And then he asked me and I was 39. I go, I had never thought about having my own kids up until that moment. And I said, we were busy. We were busy. 
crazy. Mm-hmm. Doing a career. And I go, I've never wanted kids until this moment. I would have kids with you. Absolutely. She goes, uh, of course you fucking get pregnant so easily. She had been trying a long time. And she goes, you know, you're the person you never talked about having kids. It was nothing. It was not even on your, your you know, and here you are pregnant. And I thought, wow, yeah, that's so true. She goes, and you would never have adopted. And I said, no, I wouldn't have. I absolutely knew that about myself. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that brings it back to you. How did you guys decide that you wanted to adopt? Okay. And it's so different now from the 60s when we were born. It was like closed and nobody knew. Right. It was yeah. like, oh, she's adopted and you're never supposed to find the birth family. Well, that would be an overstatement to say that we decided. Uh, <laughs> I decided <laughs> in the middle of the night, I popped up. Oh. Uh, two years into our marriage, I think, and said, I have to have a baby. Oh, really? And John was like, I'm so sorry, what? <laughs> he was asleep. Um, I told him, you know, we had all those big conversations before we got yeah. married. How do you handle your money? What do you, you know, what's, how do see? you like to live? How do you do it? Cautious. Do you see, you see a theme here, Liz? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm the opposite. No, I'm not, like, not man, necessarily mine cautious. Is yours. Mine is yours. I here. just, we just, I wanted to have all this conversation. I was 40 yeah. when I got married. It's like, you know, I'm a grown up. Me too, me too. But so anyway. So I didn't act like one. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to him about kids, I said, I'm 90% sure I don't want to have children. I'm like 90%. Well, oh, when you got married? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. But so you he were thought, a stepmom to his son at that I point. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I was a step... And by the way, hardest job you'll ever have, step-parenting. Oh. Step-parenting is... Whoa. Go back to... Because I think it's so interesting. We always think of uh, that movie where it's like, my biological clock is ticking. <laughs> so you woke up, boom, in the middle of the night. No, wow. I, I'd been thinking... it Secretly, I'd been thinking about it for a long time. And I had people who had adopted in my, in my circle. And I'd always thought if I had children, I would adopt. It's weird because wow. I, I made the choice to adopt. I could biologically have children. Um, wow, Lisa. Part of it, wanted, I wanted to further experience because I had such a good experience mm. and I knew oh, even beautiful. then that this was part of my calling this was something that I needed to do and so beautiful and you and, were you doing your show at that point no no I was no I did do another show for ABC before called find my family not to be confused with the long lost family <laughs> um and it, it was only on for eight episodes and was, lo- long lost family I wonder if find my family was the launch and they said hey we like this woman that she's adopted did that have anything to do with it because long lost family super successful mm. I, I don't know who doesn't watch it well they told me at long lost family they said you were always the one we wanted Aww. so i don't know if it was because of that or just advocacy or something yeah because right mm-hmm. I've, I've spoken out about it yeah um but anyway uh so you're now you you decide you knew that you would adopt because you wanted to extend the experience which i think is a beautiful thing yeah and you know what i grew up being feeling alone and feeling strange and feeling weird like I, because i was adopted and i wanted to help another child like think about the mm. gifts that i'm able to give my daughter because mm. i know what she's going through she mm-hmm. we just recently had a conversation and it was devastating for her and mm. me and beautiful at the same time and she said mommy sometimes i feel like i don't belong mm. and as a parent you don't want to hear that no breaks as, your heart as an adoptee i get it yeah and i said baby she said i don't want to hurt your feelings and i said you can always talk to me about this. Yeah. I, I'm the one, one you need to talk yes! to about this. I understand I, it more than anybody. I said, have you ever been in a room of 100 people or just, you know, a lot of people and felt all alone? And she said, yes. Mm. I said, baby, me too. Yeah. 
So I Oh, I, it's beautiful. I'm able to actually, you know, empathize, she, not just sympathize, no, empathize. and when she and help her through this, guide her through this crazy journey. Yeah. You know, and when she when I introduced her to her birth mother, you know, I was able to say, <sighs> "Wow." She she grabbed my arm and she did was so you, sorry, back oh up. My did God. you adopt her at birth? Yeah, and, I was in the um, I was in the hospital. I oh went to god. every single doctor's appointment. Like, how different is it now? Oh my god, Lisa, yeah. it's so well. My my how, my adoption is different. Too. I have a question That's, to go back. Did your when you told your mother and father that you were interested in finding your birth family, were their feelings hurt? Because my mom's feelings were hurt. I think. Um, unfortunately, my mom and dad passed away when I was really young. I was in my twenties. So I didn't get to tell them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So did the, you tell your brother? I did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I've got a good story about my brother. Because okay. um, he's the one who didn't want to find yeah. his birth And family. he said, you know, he was totally supportive. If you want to do this, this, you know, great. I'm, it's just not for me. And, um, and mm. he's met, he had met them and wow. you know, they, yeah, yeah. they were at my wedding and all that kind of stuff. So wait, the birth family was at the wedding to John Cryer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I flew him down. Just a, Jillian, just pick. They're like, ah, oh, damn it, we gave the wrong one away. Really? <laughs> no, like that, that's like my mother. You know, they're such a good family. They're that's so, so cool. Yeah, I, met, so I met um the, the the family that I met was on the Sunday, I believe, wasn't it? At your house, which fa which side she, did I meet? God bless Jillian. Literally, I asked her. That was the first time that my biological mother and father had seen each other since they broke what? up. At that's that party. Right. Yes. At that party. Yes. Yes, yes, and it yes. Was, and they got there first. And, and she's it was like, the most, awkward. She's like, awkward. It was the most uncomfortable Another 20 minutes. Another glass of wine. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Hi. You remember Sharon. <laughs> beauty school. Yes. You remember Sharon from beauty school. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the daughter we had together. Yes. But, uh. Oh, that was a fun day, though. That I was, love it. That was a really fun day. I loved it because it just, um. It warmed the cockles of my heart. It did. It was just a group of this like massive group of people out in the backyard eating, we're having drinks. And I don't remember any awkwardness, maybe because I got there after yeah. and they'd already, and it was fine. But I, uh, uh, okay. So anyway, so, I'm just so picturing them all like, that's John Cryer. We're at his wedding. <laughs> like, yeah, they knew him by then. Of course. Yeah. 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 He, uh, but going back to my daughter, um, you know, I always tell her, you know, you were born out of multiple decisions of love that... It's a nice way of putting and it. And I said to her, you know what, you, when she was asking me these hard questions, mm -hmm. you know, just recently, I said, I want you to know that you were unplanned. Mommy was unplanned. Daddy was unplanned. Charlie was unplanned. You know, all these people in our lives were unplanned. You were never a mistake. Wow. You have a reason to be on this earth. Yeah. There's a reason you came to me. Yes. And I, I, you know, I'm so lucky to be able to tell her these things oh, because so I've been through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lisa, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this journey. And you, so you, you, you were with this birth mother the whole time holding her hand at the appointments that now every she gives birth, appointment. every appointment. Mm -hmm. Now she gives birth to your daughter. And at what point does your daughter come and say to you, okay, it's time to, I want to meet her. And then how are your Hand, how are you how are you handling this emotionally and also that first meeting i mean what was that oh well i have this reverence for her birth mother mm. in a way because i got to know her so well and mm. so i'm always very emotional when i see her and if oh, i talk to her and we keep in touch but not you know not all the time but yeah. you know we'll text from time to time i've just been texting her recently because we're gonna get the girls together but um wait so she has a daughter or just two Oh, that okay. are younger than There's, your daughter. Uh, one is older, one is younger. 
Oh, oh yeah. okay. So, okay. So without going too much into yeah, the yeah. details, but isn't that uh, interesting? The, every story is so unique and I mean, so deep. That is just mind very blowing dynamic. Yeah. yeah, mind blowing. But I, I've just found that you know when when she was right before she gave birth because it was a long it was a long um, labor labor. I went downstairs and I just wrote her a letter. Mm. And I wrote the birth mother a letter and I promised, made all these promises to her. And I said, I promise to, um, that she's going to know how much you love her. Oh, wow. I promise that she's going to, you know, how I'm going to raise her. And I just made all these promises wow. to her. And it's really interesting to be an adoptive parent because mm. you kind of don't parent the same way, in a way, because you're doing what you think you're supposed to do for your family. But also, I feel like I owe this person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's unbelievable. I feel like I don't I know that a lot this. of people feel. I don't know because I she she gave me the greatest gift of my life. But and I trusted I, I, me. I, I, mm-hmm. I guess it's a different time because my I know my mom never felt that way about my birth mom because I, I remember when I told her I was looking for. Her, she's like, why would you? I mean, she gave you away. And I was like, I never thought about it like that. It's, <laughs> Thanks, you, mom. You, <laughs> I mean, she didn't want you in the first place. Why would you? Oh, uh, no, no, she didn't say that. But. She, it was a very different. So the reverence, but they had never met. You You were adopted. She didn't know. They met unlike your situation. That's what I'm saying. The difference between the '60s and now, with quote open, Mm -hmm. would that be considered an open open. adoption? Well, you decide what you want it to be. I think it's healthier. There are closed adoptions, but um, we decided between the two of us, she and I, that we wanted to be open. Oh my god, I I think it's healthy. It was scary. It was scary. Even though I know all those feelings that you go through as an adoptee, it was scary because you do feel a little bit of a pull. And we had to decide on a birth plan. Was she going to hold her? You know, oh my how, gosh. What was going to happen in the um, delivery room? I, yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of was about difficult that. for me. That was yeah. really difficult. But we came to a decision and wow. she held her and, you know, it was... Did you ever have a moment where you thought, oh my God... What if? I had a lot of moments yeah. like that. Like, what if she says no? Oh, n- yeah, I was warned. Don't do this. Don't do this. My best friends had said, no, there's too many red flags. Don't do it. Don't do oh it. Don't my do gosh. it. And I just went with my gut and I went with my heart. And that night wow. when Daisy was born, she was, da- she was born early in the morning. Um, her birth mother had a family member there and John and I were there and we slept in the same room. And oh I my God. But with me holding Daisy the entire night. Oh. And uh, we spent wow. we spent the morning, the birth mother and Daisy and I together oh. until she left. Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable! And uh, and I'll never forget just looking at her face, and we were just looking at the baby and talking about, oh, I wonder what color her eyes will be, and all this kind of stuff. And and I gave her a necklace um, with the mm. Daisy on it so that she wouldn't be far away. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was so emotional. It was yeah. I'm just barely keeping it together. What well, a beautiful story! Go, oh my god, I'm just crying. for her to be able to leave oh. to give you that gift is oh just, my god the biggest gift in oh. the world. And I just looked at her and I through my tears I just said I love you. I love <laughs> oh you. Oh my god. You know, and I swear to God oh. I'm going to do everything for this kid that and you, you would ha- you are and okay so now fast forward because I'm like I'm falling apart here. So now Daisy wants to meet her. How does that? At what age did Daisy say, I'd like to meet her Um, birth mom? This just happened a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we've talked about it. I I always made it. Adoption was always in her vernacular. She always knew the word. She had books. You know, I talked about it. I talked about my experience. I surrounded her with people who were adopted or had two moms or two dads. Or I told her families come in so many different ways. Packages. I said, look, look, I mean, I am the epitome of a modern family. I'm multiracial. I'm... 
you know, I've got a, a husband, a stepson, adoptive child. I'm adopted. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Families so like you come. Cover <laughs> all the, any gay, anybody gay? I thought John was gay. Yeah, she thought John was. So. <laughs> but, but I try to surround her and let her know that families are made in different ways, you know, yeah, and it doesn't right. make it weird, you know? I love that it's been part of her vernacular because I can remember growing up and I don't know if it was like this for you, but not with my mom and dad. They were amazing and open about it. But sometimes you'd hear like, oh, that's the adopted one. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, is it a dirty secret or something? Did, was it ever like that for you? And, and or For me personally, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I've chosen to raise my child in a different way because yeah. I know how hurtful it is. Um, yeah. I don't, you know... I don't pretend to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of just uh, evolving uh, yeah, as I'm it goes along. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going and well, doing the best I can, and I'm just running as fast as I can. But I feel like if you take out the mystery, you just take away the shame. Yeah, there's just no shame anymore. Bravo. And it's so true. On, on both sides, mm-hmm. you know. And and knowing my daughter's birth mother always knew there was a time you're going to see her. I'm not taking her away from you forever. Yeah. And, and what a gift that is for her to know. Absolutely. You know? So she yes, was very respectful to the fact that it was going to be on your time frame with your daughter. Yes. So after Absolutely. that day she left the hospital, it wasn't until Daisy then said, I'm ready to meet her, that they saw I, each other? No, I, about Did you three, send pictures? Uh, yeah. I sent pictures and about three, I, I made sure she always looked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always used to say when I was searching for my birth mother, if they had just included a picture of themselves, it would help. They don't have to say their name or anything. Just put a picture in the yeah. package in case with the non-identifying, in case we ever want to see something like yeah. it would mean so much, but they don't do that. Uh, so that's interesting that you, that you sent pictures. How beautiful. Yeah. I would send I pictures that. and like three months after she was born, I met with her biological mother because I just wanted her to see if she was okay. okay. And it, you know, it's, it, Oh, with the baby. Yeah. With, with oh. Daisy and she oh, was wow. in the stroller and we went for a hike and we were talking and, you know, I, by the way, like I said, I love this woman. Yeah. And so we're on the hike and we're kind of going downhill and, uh, I have the stroller and she grabbed the stroller and she put her hand right next to mine. And I remember looking at her hand and my hand together and thinking, wow, that's powerful. Mm. These two women who love this baby so much. Oh my God. You may make me cry again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Um, oh so my anyway, God. she saw, she saw her then. And then I said, you know, let's give it some time. I, I don't want to confuse her because it's, it's really yeah. confusing. And I, so I waited. I said, I'm going to wait till she gets to an age where I feel like she can handle it. And so then I would keep in touch with her and we'd send back pictures and stuff like that. Sure. But um, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that she met her. And she's only met her once. So, and she, she will see her again. And did she feel, did, um, and Daisy's young. So, but did she understand it, the, uh, the heaviness, the weight of what that meeting was? Or was she like, did she cry or was she happy about it? She didn't cry. She was nervous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was nervous. Uh-huh. And I asked her afterwards, I said, what did that feel like to you, sweetie? Because I want her to be real open. And she said, mom, I said, how did you feel toward her? Because your expectation may be different from the result. She goes, I just felt like she was really nice. And I felt like she was one of your good friends. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. Thought, well, you know, that's a that's pretty the great, best. Yeah. That's a you pretty know, great I find place. for both of you, it's the mother that, you know, it's it's like that's the draw to, to meet the mother, to find out her story. And you both met your through different ways, yeah. the father first. But then it's like mm-hmm. the mother. Mm-hmm. And there's that maternal bond and that you had the full circle, your mother dying, your birth mother yeah. in your arms. Yeah. And I just think it's, you know, it has to do with that. You carry the baby and you're like, how did you, you feel the baby? Yeah. You, you feel the baby. And yeah. then you were able to 
selflessly selflessly give up the baby so you it's always yeah. like what was that story because a lot of times i've had friends adopted it's always a mom they want to find mm-hmm. yeah. more yeah. so than the father yeah. well yeah with the non-identifying did they say to you which family members do you want to reach out to and i was like i have a choice my birth mom of course like i, I no, oh. i don't think they asked okay my, i was in california they didn't okay ask. they just sent the paper and i drank the wine <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes it's, who can you find? I have a friend that just recently, he still can't find the birth mother, mm. but he found his father who did not know that he existed. Oh, yeah. So wow. that was a real, and he kind of goes, I don't really know who your mother is. Like he didn't, you know, he's oh, a yeah, Thariel, right, basically. Right, yeah. Right. So I think Holy it's- Holy mackerel. And you know, he's taking it one step at a time now. He's just have developing the relationship with the father to say, yeah. okay, then I'll see when the mother, but he is, he wants to find his mother. Mm-hmm. I think that's a- uh, it's for me it was very instinctual um and i'm i'm really curious are you living not vicariously through your daughter but like you're so i know what you're saying the process that you're 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 asking her the right questions how did it feel da 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 things that you never were able to explore yeah. as at that age. Cause we, when we found our mothers, we were older. We were th- both of us 34 ironically. And you're, you know, you're somewhat prepared. You're never fully prepared no. for the evolution as you call yeah, it. You so never true. are. I, I love how you're taking her step by step through it and then letting her process the feelings towards it at her age. Is that a therapeutic for you? Well, it kind of is, you know, it is, you know, they always say, you know, adopted or not, parents live through their kids, you know, you have Uh a second life through your kids. And mine is kind of to right the wrongs in a way. I mean, you know, obviously our relationship is much more than that, but that does come into play. I mean, I know how it was handled and the generational, you know, what was different back then. And I just, you know, God, as parents, we don't want to make mistakes. We know we're going to make tons of them. I have made a shitload. Can I say shitload? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I've made so many mistakes, but in this, I want to be as thoughtful and as patient and sympathetic and you know, just everything as I can. You can be empathetic because you've gone through it. And I have to say that you having gone through, I I was told the most beautiful thing. Oh my gosh, it's hailing outside. I was wondering what that was. What the hell? What the hell? (laughs) That's hail. Oh my God, I don't know if you guys can hear it. Southern California. (laughs) We have hail. That is insanity. Um, But getting back, Sandy Bullock said the most incredible thing to me. Sandra Bullock said this before she had adopted any children. Um, I was breastfeeding. I was at her house in Seal Beach-ish area. And she was still married to Jesse at the time. And I said, oh, I forgot to bring the bottles. She's like, oh, just breastfeed. So I'm breastfeeding and we're talking. And I was telling her about being adopted and what this means to me. I go, gosh, I'm looking down at like my this face. And she said, you either want to be pregnant or be a mother. And, ah, and then she adopted mm-hmm. like, so in other words, like for those people that are so obsessed with having their own and then they can't, they can't, they can't, but they don't want adoption. I've met people like that. They're like, I would never adopt. I had one person, she's having issues getting, no, no, no. What about adopting? She looked at me like I was on drugs. She's like, I would never adopt. There are people that want their own flesh and blood. And, and Sandy's point was either you want to be pregnant or you want to be a mother. A lot of people, you know, I thought that was a beautiful a distinction. Yeah. yeah. I had a girlfriend that was going through all the IVF, all that to have her own biological children. And it almost killed her. Oh. And I remember going in the hospital at one point because something had gone wrong. And I looked at her and I said, if you want kids, there is another way. I go, we don't want to lose you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. she's adopted two children. Uh-huh. Just the greatest mother. These children are so blessed and it's been such a beautiful journey. So it is always unique. And I want to go back because your brother, 
you said, oh, he's, you know, every story is so different. And now he's seen you become an adoptive parent. And yeah. you said, oh, I've got a great brother. Sorry about my brother. Well, just, uh, I'll do it real quick. It's a full circle story. I told you he always felt abandoned and he yeah. really was terrified of trying to find his biological family. Never wanted to. Even after I found, and I, I kept saying, hey, Kev. And you you're know, doing TV about? shows yeah. helping people I'm, find. Yeah, still didn't want to do it. Didn't want to wow. do it. Didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. Finally, three years ago, maybe, he said, hey, sis. I think I'm ready to do it. This is a 55-year-old wow. guy, wow. okay? I said, really? You know, dee, 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 dee. Yeah, I was on fire. <laughs> so we, oh my God. basically, I found out, my husband found out that there was a new law that opened up adoption records in the state of Illinois. And so basically, oh. you can get your uh, original birth certificate. So he oh. knew he was from Illinois? Yeah, he knew where he was born. Okay. And he knew his, his name at birth. Okay. So, of course, I subpoena. I'm like, we're getting that. I got the, I, I, I sent him the information. He has to sign it. I, I wrote a check. I did all this stuff, self-addressed stamped envelope. And I mailed it to my brother. Let me do it, sign it. And you that's know, all you have the to mail. do. He gets it. He gets his, uh, his original birth certificate, has her, her name on it. And he said, uh, I said, do you want me to do something about this? Because I would be the person. I, to and he goes, <laughs> and he thought about it. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So I had the help of Ancestry, who is sponsors our show, and oh we God. gave them the information, got the information. She calls me back from Ancestry like two hours later. She goes, how long is he, who's he looking for? And I said, his birth mother. She goes, how long has he been looking? I said, oh, he just decided he wanted to. She goes, we found her in 20 minutes. Whoa. She wanted to be found. Oh my she God. kept her name, her maiden name on her Facebook page and her married name. In so case she, he was looking? She was on registries, adoption registries. Oh, God oh, bless so her. So I get her information. I call her up and I said, hey, you know. Oh, my God. You call. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, not only. No, I'm not calling from my show. I'm calling because your son, the birth son, but is my I, brother. I've never been more afraid to make a phone call because this was real and this is my brother, you know. Yeah. And I talked to her on the phone. I was like, hey, you know. Uh, How surreal. You know, my brother is looking for his biological mother and he was born this day and this day and she was oh, you know like yeah, emotional and she said I've been looking for him for 20 years oh I've never wanted to give him up and I've been looking for him oh, ever and since. he felt a bad <gasps> and the, he had the abandonment oh issues. My oh my God. The gift that I got to give him when I called him up and oh. said, she's been looking for you for 20, 25 years and she never wanted to give you up. And the one question I asked her before I decided when they were going to meet is, what do you want to say to him? She goes, tell him I've loved him every single day of his life. Oh, oh my God. I was like, this oh, is amazing. This is and I got to give that to my brother. Oh, my, my brother, God. My brother who has suffered from addiction. My oh. brother who has suffered for, from a lack of self-esteem. My brother who now, after this, is sober. My oh, brother who now geez. has oh. built up his self-esteem at the age of 55. Amazing. Oh, that's but a miracle. That was missing oh in him. Oh my that god. That was really missing in him. And now he has a relationship oh. and he has a oh. niece. Oh my god. Okay, tell me about that. Did you facilitate without you don't know? I went I, a I flew up. I flew up. <laughs> of course she did. Of course. I, anyway, <laughs> this is not for the TV show. This is for my I, personal. <laughs> I know. I flew, and they found out what I did. They're like, oh my God, this is so and I'm like, nah, it's just personal. Private, private, yeah. Um but I flew up and introduced them and it's lovely. And um it turns out, okay. It gets sweeter. crazier. Okay. He had a brother that died like two years ago at a very young age. He was uh, a couple years younger. He had a massive heart attack or something. Oh, dear. His biological mother sent me a picture. Looks just like my brother. Oh. 
You've got to be kidding. So when my brother walked into her oh. house. Oh, she must have. Yeah. It, it must have freaked her out. Freaked so her out. And my brother's biological niece. Yeah. The one that he left behind. Yeah, his daughter. Saw my brother <gasps> and felt like she had her dad back. Oh, my God. See, this even is... the heavens are crying right now. I know. That's the story you guys can hear. It's, it's pouring. They've right. opened up. I, you know what? Oh, you both, you and your brother had siblings that had died before you could meet them. Oh my God. I mean, there's all those elements. Yeah. Thank God his birth mother was still alive. I know. Oh, thank God. I know. What an incredible story that is. It's just full circle. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that she's alive because people don't realize like, you know, you, 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 his whole life, you know, was probably that feeling of abandonment. And then what if she was gone and wasn't able to tell him? Can you imagine? I mean, but if we were open about it, we wouldn't have to suffer I through know, all this. Yeah, I know. And you're doing it differently. And, and that's what's amazing. Di- yeah. 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 With your daughter. I, yeah. I think it's wonderful. She'll I, still hate me, I'm sure. Well, yeah, they, they <laughs> all do. <laughs> they all do at some point. It's, oh, yeah. It's no, literally the trajectory of mother and daughter. I think dynamics. our daughters are the same age. No, my, yours is this, my son's age yeah. 10, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My daughter's 12, and oh boy, it's tough i'm not gonna lie it is tough and also you when know, we first reconnected we hadn't seen each other for a long time jillian and i she goes yeah and your mom isn't it wonderful i go no then i was like <laughs> yeah you're right she started laughing and i go i'm not kidding <laughs> it's hard and then you poured a big glass of wine <laughs> big oh a goblet and uh no because now she's up there he's 10 hours north and she'll say things like well i'm thinking you know maybe i'll live up here for a while then then i'm like oh okay and then i hang up the phone and i fall apart i'm like but wait a minute i've done all the heavy lifting mm. i mean even he'll admit that mm-hmm. i mean my my son was in diapers when we got divorced and i did it all well, the working and i took care of them nonstop and you know here we are seven years out and for her to turn and say well maybe i'll live up there with them i'm like gulp yeah that's right? tough that's tough yeah so but we have to remember too and a good friend just told me this like last week is that our children are on their own journeys mm-hmm. yeah. they're not on ours and That's while so I think she fucking owes me a lot of shit, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she is on her own journey, yeah. you know? That's a brilliant way of putting it. And they have to push away from you at some point to find themselves, and you want them to, yes. and the person that feels it the most is you. So that's for a child even, okay, let's say you're not adopted, and you're growing up, and you're now 10, 11, 12, you still need your own journey. When you're adopted, like you and I back then when it was closed, it's a whole other journey. Mm-hmm. I used to sit and dream. I'd see P- Raquel Welsh and I go, I wonder if she's my mom. Yeah. Like oh. I would see pictures of people go, oh, uh, well, I don't know if she's my mom. If anybody looked like me and they yeah. were probably yeah. around the right age, I was like, mm-hmm, yep. maybe. Yep. And here you are doing things completely differently and having it open. But yes, she still needs to go on her journey. Her journey is a different one than yours. It's an open journey. And I respect you so much because I keep thinking, would I be the same? No, I wouldn't. No, of course not. I would not. be, no. Well, what was that supposed to mean? I'm a jealous <laughs> bitch. What do you mean? I jump in there so quickly, Liz. No, of course you wouldn't. You would be the opposite of Lisa Joyner. No, I always knew that I wouldn't, <laughs> that I wouldn't adopt. Um, not in a selfish way, but I'm glad that you said I'm the majority and you're the minority. I always felt like a horrible person that I wouldn't adopt. No, and one of the no, reasons no, no. was I just... I was selfish. I'm like, no, need to see my own eyes, my own nose. Fuck that. I went through life being the weird one and uh-uh, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to put somebody through that. Well, it's the opposite. Like you have such a great <laughs> attitude about it. And I respect you so much because I don't think that that's easy. And I certainly now know that it's not the norm. Have you met other um, adoptees in your journey because you hosted so many shows on it that are like you that do 
adopt? And yes, you have. I have. I have. And you know, the wonderful thing about long lost family is, you know, I, like I said, it's it's real. It's it's there's nothing phony about it. It's That's what you sure. see is what you get. And we have one take to get it. You know, there's no duo. And you fly all over the country. And I was asking her, Liz, I'm like, how do you narrow it down? Like how many, le- how many people Ugh. want to be part of this show? And you said something like how many letters do you guys get? I think one year we had 30,000 people wow. that wanted to find their <sighs> apply, birth yeah. family. And yeah, how- it, it's not always just, it's not all just adoption. I mean, yeah. our pilot was basically a kid who at eight years old went to the grocery store with his mom. Her mom, went the, his mom went to the grocery store and never came back. What? And he had, he got shipped off to foster care what? and stuff. And there's a lot of siblings. We put siblings together too, siblings that have been separated. So, wait um, a minute. Your, your, your pilot, you met this little boy who literally was he, in a, gross... he was, no, he wasn't a little boy anymore. But, um, but he must have known at eight years old, your mother doesn't come oh, back. Oh, jeez. That is heartbreaking. And everything that he knew was taken away from him. He never went home and got his clothes. Oh, my God. He never got his toys. He never had an explanation. In other words, an an agency came in and took him. Yeah. Child services, protective. Yeah. And then he gets put in a foster care system. And then he did eventually get adopted. But I'll tell you, and I'll never forget this man, Chris was his name. God. He wanted to tell his mother, after all that, I forgive you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I love you. And I forgive you. Oh, my God. Did he find her? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She, she should have been put in fucking jail. I'm sorry. Who does yeah, that? To a she, At she, least go to a fucking, go to a hospital or go to a, uh, this is what makes me nuts when they find babies in dumpsters. There's a law in California. You can go to a firehouse. You can go to a hospital. No questions asked. To go to we a- We did a story on somebody who was left in the garbage. That was one of garbage? my last- In the garbage? In the garbage, a garbage dump. That's why people <sighs> ball their eyes out on this show. How did that episode? I think that was the that was one you told you told me to watch one. I watched. I got halfway through. I was on a. I was freaking out when I was flying every month for HSN. It's on there. I would watch long on the plane. Oh okay. yeah, and I'm sitting here bawling, and then I'd see I turn and you'd see other people crying. They're watching the same show, <laughs> and I want to say that's my friend, and she's adopted too, and like it just okay. Tell me, first of all, the eight year old. He said he wanted to forgive her. Did the mother have an explanation? Did she, she go she to had jail? A drug problem? Yeah, she had a real drug problem, and oh, she went to jail. And okay, and, and okay. much of the time, it's that, okay. or it's you know, or it's uh, socioeconomic, or you okay. know, there's a lot of reasons for it. Yeah, and but the the, the gift that he was able to give her. Oh, to forgive her. See why she's good at this show. Like I would be out of my mind angry. (laughs) You know what? Honestly, with her, I was really angry and it took me a while to find something in common with her that I could grab a hold of. Oh, you know, as a person who does this. And was it drugs that brought you together? (laughs) (laughs) We did a line. No, no. I just, I, you know what? I just try to put myself, I'm a mom. Okay, I'm a mom, mm-hmm. you know, and I try to relate to her on that way, in that way, and and I that's what Ooh. I've tried to do with every story, you know. Yeah, but you're you're so good at it. Like you're not you're emotional enough, but not emotional. I don't know how to define it. Like I every time I watch, I'm sitting bawling, and I go, I couldn't, I could never host that show. I'd be like, stop, take, stop, take, and then I would go and have a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're so good at it. And Thank I think you. that that goes back to what Steve Edwards said. Like you are so good at separating and being, you know, more analytical about things. You're that's the producer in you. That's the, you're able to separate. I, I've never been able to do that. I'm like, I, I think I'm a good home. actor too. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe even better than John Cryer. No, I, I mean, I, come on. He said that he's like, honey, you're so good. Like I, <laughs> in the little acting, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. No, I think because, you know, you do have a job to do. And mm-hmm. my job there, aside from doing a television show, secondary actually, is to help this person. Yeah. 
I, this is a change of life for them. Mm -hmm. This is going to change their life forever. So I have to be their advocate. I have to be the person who ushers them through this. I have to be that warm hand. I have to be that person to hug them. You have a lot of hats to wear and and you, you do it really, really well. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's not an easy job uh, coming from this, but I, I'm glad that you feel full circle. I'm glad that you feel you know, where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be in the adoption journey. Mm-hmm. Does it continue for you? Yes, it does. Because yeah. you still have another half sibling to meet. I mean, this is fascinating. Well, yeah. And I have never met the birth father. And I, I of your daughter. Yeah. I bet I won't stop until I do. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I really, really, really want to. Oh, and why but, that's the next step. Why haven't you? Or what is the roadblock? lots of things yeah there's okay. yeah it's, tricky. It's, it's kind of yeah it's kind of a tricky story mm-hmm. but um but i feel like you know it's kind of scary for somebody you know hey oh guess what yeah it's that lady on tv you know it, uh yeah I, I said please you know i've i've tried to reach out to him and i'm like tell him i'm okay well also i want to mention your daughter is asian and you're malaysian yeah, yeah. so uh, the other thing i know my daughter says how are we not biological? We yeah. look alike. I, I swear to God. I remember when I was very young, so there true. was a family down the street. We grew up with him, my friend Brian. And he comes over to play with me. He goes, um, I'm getting a sister tomorrow. And I, you know, I come from a very big family, so I know what a yeah. pregnant woman looks like. And I'm thinking, I don't, did I miss your mother being pregnant? <laughs> but we were young, maybe nine or sure. 10. And he goes, no, we're, I'm getting a new sister tomorrow. We're adopting her. And when she walked in, she was already probably three or four years old. She was not an Aww. infant. She looks so, it still almost warms my heart. Yeah. She looks so much like her mother that it was, even as a kid down the street, I was like, this huh? isn't her mother? Really? You And I do think it made her transition easier because if you were out, you know, I have friends that are, yes. you know, my girlfriend that I mentioned almost died and then eventually adopted two children. One of her son is African-American. Yeah. So you so know they're adopted. Like, right. like she's at the soccer field. Like yeah. they know. Yeah. yeah. It's a so given. This but that sometimes right is harder because then yeah. they're like, you know, yeah, you're different than your parents. It goes back to every journey and story is unique. And well, you hope that it has some beautiful results or lessons learned. You but, know, my birth sister, Susie. Yeah. She my So I come along now. Yes. I'm Marsha. Hello. She's, how do you just bring this up now? I know. I forgot. Oh, my so she's God. like, she's like, I now I'm Jan. Damn it. So she, my <laughs> mother had me and then. Uh, put me up for adoption with my father, got married. Although my mom, Muriel, who raised me said, that's bullshit. They never tried to get you back because you have six months and I don't believe that story. So that kind of, they, but they ended it up. It happens all the time where people yeah. have different stories. Yes, especially adoption. But you know what? At the, 30 years later, at for the sure. end, my, my, my mom and my birth mother, it was just beautiful how they yeah. were together. And I have that picture that I freaking cherish. But so my, uh, uh, six years later, Jerry, my birth mother has my sister, Susie, also named Kathy. I'm like, this family is so fucked up. I'm like, what do <laughs> I call her? Kathy or Susie? And then um, six years after that, they have Amy. So there's the thunder outside. Also- it's Jerry talking to me saying, you better say nice things about me. It um, be my mom or dad too. Yeah, exactly. It's our par- birth parents. So isn't that interesting? Because my birth, both my birth mother and father are dead and they were much younger than my mom and dad who raised yeah. me, my, you know, but anyway, um, it's lifestyle. It's all those things yeah. and health. Like you said, Oh, great. Like, you know, what runs in the family it could be, is it heart disease, cancer? My mom had three birth mother had three cancers. Anyway. So the middle sister now, Susie, who is the engineer, we call her the smart one of the family. Cause the other one's an artist like me. She worked at the Toronto international film festival for years. So 
she can't have a baby. And they try IVF. I paid for one of the treatments. They couldn't have a baby. Mm. And so they end up adopting from Russia because at the time in Canada, there were these different policies Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and there were so many babies in orphanages. So they flew over a few times and they fell in love with this little boy and the judge, they okay it. And at the, at the, at the hearing, the adoption hearing, he gives the stamp of approval and he asks Tim, my brother-in-law, Susie's husband, they look so much like the baby, the baby and him look so much alike. He goes, where were you on the (laughs) month of blah, 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 blah. Because they, and the boy has grown up always knowing that he was Mm -hmm. adopted and his name is Ben. He looks so much like Tim. When we see pictures, like people are like, there's no way that child's adopted. Bullshit. No. And they're like, yeah, he truly is from Russia. When they got him, the only thing that the, the, the orphanage fed was a porridge or oatmeal, they call it here, and tea. Hmm. So his diet was, was porridge and tea for like a year and a half. How old was he Jeez. when they adopted him? Uh, a year and a half. Wow. So they had to tea? introduce. Isn't that strange? Right. They had to introduce food into his system and he had all kinds of and now he's like he's perfect he's brilliant um but she adopted so she's you know it's interesting because i'm not a i'm adopted i have my own birth kids she is my birth sister and she ends up adopting Mm -hmm. and it's such a she's open uh they don't they do know the mother's circumstances and it was not good so there's not like that kind of interaction um but very open with the son like he is known when he was three, they told him. So he's grown up knowing. So when I get introduced to the family, they're like, Auntie Jill and you have something in common. You're both Aww. adopted. So I'm able to really connect with him on that level. It's so it's awesome. So it's, important. So it's so important for some, first of all, any person to see themselves, to yeah. feel like they can see themselves in someone else. It is. And and adoption is that silent thing yes. that we have and, and people don't relate. You know, I was, uh, when my stepson was in high school, I was on a diversity, inclusion and um, multicultural, what multiculturalism committee. Boy, that's hard to Jeez. say. And I said to them, I said, listen, here's the deal. You know, we know if you're black when we look at you. Yeah. We know if you're uh, Chinese, you know, we know yeah. all these things. But the silent one is the adoptive kid. Yeah. And they're not included in a lot of stuff. When you go to school, they say, okay, this year in second grade, we're going to do your family tree. Oh, my God. Now yes, you, I remember that's that. That's a trigger, right? Oh, <sighs> shit. And I had to go to my daughter's. Trigger, yeah. I, that's my, I went to my daughter's teacher and I said, listen, we need to discuss this and how wow. it's handled because yeah. it's not fair to my child. Yes. You know, so. Oh my God, that's so true. Like you just spoke, I I just went back to being eight years old and being in that fucking class. Mm -hmm. You're so right. And I I never thought- You're like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's just not fair. It's not, it's- No, it should be a right. Right. Yeah. To know. Because I think we- I'm not saying know who they are, but where you're from. Where you belong and- That's what my dad said when I said I wanted to find my- He said, I think everyone has a right to know where they're from and who they are, you know? And I always had an affiliation with London. Growing up, everything was British for me. I had no idea my birth father was born and raised there. He's Lithuanian, by the way. My background is Lithuanian. But they put this whole tree together. Did you ever do 23andMe? No, I did Ancestry because they sponsor us. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. And so and did there you... is a plug for you. Ancestry.com. And did, 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 it, it, did, did it not to confirm, like mine was exactly right. They're like, your parents are 100% uh, European. Chances of your mother Irish, 100%. Chances of your father Lithuanian, 100%. He was actually born in London and raised there. But 
that mm-hmm. whole family's Lithuanian. Hence that fucking last name that I could never pronounce, <laughs> which was, are you ready for this? Yeah. So I You're was, still not going to get it. I'm still not going to be able to pronounce it. <laughs> so it was Butoiskus in Lithuania. And then they came over and they changed it to Butoisk. And I'm like, that's easier. I, I said to Amy, I'm like, really? You guys shortened it to that? And she's like, I didn't have any say. Fuck off. I remember going, coming back from something with you and we got in a cab. And you saw on the cab drivers, you know, and his Lithuanian, <laughs> something Lithuanian and you any connection off. It was like, do you know, my dad. Yeah, oh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, my father like, was from Vilnius. Do you know Vilnius? He's like, yeah, it's the capital of course. And what a weirdo. Oh, yeah, no. any connection because there's that yeah. thing, you know, you want. I'm like, I would search Lithuania. I wanted to know what the people, what the culture was and how it was. And that's I why I was saying you. Is that where Dracula? I had another idea. Dracula came from. Is that where Dracula? She's like, Liz, you idiot. No. <laughs> yes, he's my father. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I go, I didn't. I Vlad the Impaler is I my like, dad. Yeah. So I was just like, all I could think of was like Eastern Europe. So I was like, well, I you don't know, know. I never got to meet my birth dad. So Linda Lawrence, my cousin, that was his cousin. They had, mm-hmm. you know, this, the, their, I think their mother and father were brother and sister. And so that family is super talented, obviously, you know, Donovan, the Rolling Stones. She married into some incredibly talented musicians artists they're all poets i'm an artist all my paintings in my house you know i'm i remember when you found out and you found that they were artists as well it just made sense full circle right did make sense and uh so now even though i don't have him in my life i have a connection with them and so when i visit england i have somewhere to visit that their birth family it's it's really uh wonderful and i love london so for me it's uh it's so cool to have family over there that's the thing that's so amazing you're open with your daughter because it's all always yeah. in there there's aspects of you that are biological that are in there mm-hmm. and so to finally meet your birth family and go oh that's why that makes sense <gasps> or oh yeah yeah that's why i do this mm-hmm. or i feel this way because i remember meeting your parents yeah I mean, I'm so different. Oh my lord! Oh, I was, I was too. like, where did you come from? You know what's Except weird? Except they're obsessed with weather. I mean, you know, <laughs> but Jillian was never obsessed with <laughs> no, weather. Exactly, <laughs> that's the irony oh, of true. it. True, yeah. Uh, you know what? I forgot to tell you. When my birth mother was dying, it was a Wednesday night. It was Christmas Eve, and she had a nurse there, and she said, "I want a cigarette, and I want to have a glass of red wine." So I turned to the nurse. I go, "She wants a cigarette and a glass." And the, she, the nurse looks at me, and I go, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Oh, she was saying no. Yeah, I go, are you fucking kidding me? No, get it get now. Get or whatever. Yeah. And so she leans over and she goes, tomorrow's the day. Like she knew she was going to die then on Christmas Day. And I said, well, here's what you need to know before you go. You did everything right. Your daughters, my sisters are now going to be in my life forever. You have nothing to feel bad about. Like you just go. Yeah. You gave her a release, permission. Yeah, yeah I just, just go, it's fine. And then, oh my God, I remember I had on my um, computer, I was playing Celtic music. I thought, she's from Ireland, she's going to want to hear this. And I called Amy and Susie and I said, my sister, birth sisters, and I said, she says tomorrow's the day. I go, I just, I, I, I'm freaking out in there. And I go, I'm, I'm playing Celtic music. And they go, what? Oh my God, <laughs> she can't stand that. No, 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 play Neil Young and the Rolling Stones. And I'm like, what? Oh shit. So I'm like, beep, 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 you know. And um, she's kind of lying there out of it. And I put on the Rolling Stones. She had no clue that her husband's family 
has this lineage with Brian Jones who created the Rolling Stones. She had no clue. She died before all of that. But I just remember that moment of going, what? They go, she hates Celtic music. <laughs> You're going to kill her. <laughs> exactly. She's like, that's it. I'm done. That was, that was it. She's like this fucking moron daughter I'm of out. mine. I am out. <laughs> Peace out, motherfuckers. No, she really, truly uh, went out with Neil Young and the Rolling Stones. Did she and, get the cigarette and the glass of wine? Oh, yeah, she did. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I oh, made sure of it. that's her last wish. Yeah. Why yeah. not? And I, you, you mentioned you gave uh, Daisy's birth mom the necklace with a daisy. I, I, the night I remember running around town, getting to this jewelry store and getting all of the um, uh, sisters, uh, uh, my sisters and my aunts and Jerry Ward around her neck, a gold. Um, it's, it's Trinity. The three. It's a. It's a. It's a triangle with the three. The circles. I think it's called. It's. It's. It's like a. You know the Irish clava ring. They have that. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. heart with the hands. This is called. Uh, the, I should know it because it. You know. And and I put it on her neck, and uh, I wrote her a poem and I put it in with her. And I was going to photocopy the first letter and put it in the one that said I know this is important. But I I I just wrote my own, and so it for me it was like a nice full circle Mm -hmm. you know but i remember before you had your tv show me going with lauren roosh remember lauren he was our producer yeah yeah and i say lauren help me find my birth family we would go through for the phone book old school because i knew her last name was orion (laughs) her name was what phone books like like any phone like, books? Uh, on the on the on the computer we would look oh, for okay. oh no no i think it was a typewriter <laughs> <laughs> and it was the early 90s and so we were like looking online and uh there was nothing for orion because she had gotten married to another man and had taken his name davis so uh, a long story easy uh, name to f- yeah oh, uh, can you imagine yeah it's like you with your birth name. Like, I can't imagine having mine. Anyway, I think it's important for these stories to get out there uh-huh. because there's so many people that were in our shoes before. Mm-hmm. And I think what you do helping people, the puzzle, it's such a puzzle. Life is this big puzzle yeah. and you help put the pieces for people. You're not only in television doing what you do really well, you are making a difference. And I think that's just something to be you know, proud of, and I commend you. Thank you. And I respect you so much. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a passion project. It's been a privilege to be able to do Mm. the show for four seasons. You're so good for, I I feel like it's longer. You, 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 I feel like it's longer too. No, um, no, (laughs) all the traveling. Yeah. yeah, The traveling is a lot. Um, they have no plans of picking up the show. So it is my hope that we will see a home somewhere else. Oh, you Um, you will. Because there's still people, you know, you saw when we went out and there's a woman who, there's a woman who came up to me at the farmer's market two weeks ago and was, had tears in her eyes. And she said, my husband has to meet you. Your show's the reason that he found his biological mother. And we had a 20 minute conversation. So So it fills my soul. People, yeah, they come up to her. That's not what's filling your soul, being recognized. What's filling your soul is the stories that you're helping to put out there that bring people together it's i've never come across and i've done a ton of shows and you've done a ton of shows have you ever come across a show that you've done that has had so much impact on people like nope. no hands down yeah no nope. yeah nope. i mean i've done mostly fluffy entertainment crap but, <laughs> from your house but, yes from my house but but no this is um it's a game changer my girlfriend yeah. uh, that i mentioned before said to me this is your ministry mm-hmm. this is what you're meant to do and i yeah. was like you know what i think you're right i know it oh, fills yeah. me so much that's why it's going to find a home in the sense that like 
there's so much shite on TV. Yeah, like everyone wants that, that. Like we all need a little love. We need a, we need a release. There's a reason that Sunday morning show does so well. They do slice of life yeah. pieces, mm-hmm. and it's super popular on CBS. There's a reason. Because we need all of that. And I think that there's so many networks out there now that will do shows like yours that are important. We, we as, as a people, we need hope. Yeah, absolutely. Know? We all need hope. And that's the one thing that our show gives people is a hope. And it gives them a weekly cry. You know, oh, so, it sure does. Which is nice. You yeah. should, you, what, four minutes in, you try to get people? Try to. <laughs> <four> minutes, yeah. <laughs> well, we are a couple of hours, and I feel we've taken up your entire day. But thank you so Cried much for joining times, us. Yeah. So. Oh, Mission yeah, accomplished. No kidding. Uh, wow. I hope that people listening uh, that are questioning or on the fence, you know, in your own timeline, you'll figure it out if you want to go mm-hmm. forward with finding And this should and- give people... because. Like I said, I, you know, we both have two really good but stories. But I'm looking at the two of you. You're both such amazing women. It should give people hope that whatever their story is, whatever the journey takes them on, the result can be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It, it doesn't mean it's perfect. Yeah. But it might be just it's, worth it's going really on. Perfect. Yeah. So it's you two. I am so amazed by the two of you and that you shared the story. And mm-hmm. thank you. That you. I love me. Yeah. <laughs> There she is. Lisa <laughs> Joyner, thank, thank, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Jill, I love you. You're I love you too. Thank you. You're the best.